Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now, nah, fuck that with your low glasses, Malone. Pete Dog. Pete What's happening? Dog. Pete Dog. What's the deal? Just, you know, trying to dust all this mistletoe off my shoulder. That's it. <laughs> That's Why do it. you have mistletoe on your shoulder? Because I hung it all over the place, but I'm not very good at it. It just keeps falling down. Why are you hanging mistletoes in your apartment? Man, I'm not. You see how barren it is back here? So you're going to have a mistletoe to create like more of a, a warmer environment? I got nothing like that. I was thinking about getting like um, unwrapped cigar tobacco bundles and hanging them around decoratively, but I'm worth the energy. Are you an eggnog drinker? I mean, you are white. You know, I hated that shit forever. You know Brajor's, the glass bottle milk company in Montebello? Yeah. They make an eggnog, and it is incredible. A nog? A no- yes, they absolutely nog. do. They nog it out of the park. <laughs> and that's the only eggnog I'll drink, and I drink it with uh with brandy and it is really really good they nog it out of the park you drink oh, yeah. it what kind of brandy i just get a cheap xo brandy put a little stank on it just it, it's just enough to cut it's so rich it needs something to cut the richness and, and that kind of does that for it it do makes the brandy gifts? taste better hmm? do you buy gifts at all yeah sometimes i mean i'm not buying anybody shit this year but you know whatever <laughs> Bro, you are, man. I be thinking I'm crazy until I talk to you, and then I'll be like, okay, at least I'm not alone in the world. I was going to say, at least I'm not that fucking guy. <laughs> no, I'm just not alone. Like, Because you be having some crazy shit going on. I mean, you and, and like you were atheist, 
So I, I could imagine how the Christmas times like surround you. Like, that's bothering me. Up, probably not as bad now that you're an adult, but growing up, I know that shit had to surround you. I, I, I like Christmas. I like Christianity. I like all that shit. I just, I just can't make it happen to believe in God. I'm not one of those people like some atheists are like, oh my God, I saw a nativity scene. I want to fucking burn the house down. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> You're not one of those atheists. No, nah, I'm not one, I'm not your typical white atheist. I just I just have a so a, a, a mental bridge that is not connected to the other side as far as faith goes. I, what's crazy is I'm not really I'm not a Christian at all. Yeah. I consider myself a following of Jesus, but I'm not a Christian because um you're like a crip with an H. A crip with an H. What's a crip with the H? You know, because Christ has C H R I S T. So C H R I P. C H R I P. Yes. That's exactly what it would be. <laughs> no ceilings. G L. My man Peter in the spot as usual. And we working even on Christmas Eve. Like who has a Christmas Eve podcast? So you off. You know I mean, you ain't got to go to work. You know, I know you off today. Your kids ain't in your face. They out your face because they waiting for later on tonight to go to open up presents. So maybe you cooking. Maybe you chilling, watching some some TV or something. But you get to enjoy me and Pete on Christmas Eve. No other podcast will be available on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. And nothing. And I mean, nothing can prep you for Sunday morning church service like this podcast. Yeah, this is going to get pretty funky. And I think still is going to pop in. So I know we're going to drive him crazy. But back to the point. um, About it. I love the stories of Jesus. So I can get with it's certain things about that when the Council of Nicaea came together and they started ordaining all of the parts of Christianity, you know what I'm saying? It's certain things I can really deal with. I can deal with them deciding we're going to celebrate his birthday December 25th. Right, I'm cool with that. So the parts that I really get with, I rock with, but I can't get with the whole idea as a whole. So it, it it always kept me from truly being the Christian other people were. Like, I'm very much a follower and a fan of Jesus Christ, but I'm not a follower of Christianity. Yeah. So that's a tough out. It always put me in this weird situation with family, you know, where, you know, they, they want to tell me about slang and, and using slang as curse words. And I just don't agree with some of it. It don't even make sense at all. Yeah, I heard, you know, every once in a while I listen to um, podcasts that are, there's like Jewish intellectuals and they talk about some of that stuff. Like, for example, you know, the the using the Lord's name in vain thing and the actual, you know, Old Testament meaning of that particular phrase. And it's not like I dropped the glass of water on the floor, it spilled, God damn it. It's like not using the Lord's name in vain, meaning don't say, go, you know, give me a hundred dollars because God said so. Like that would be using the Lord's name in vain, not cursing. So 
I don't even want to focus on the church because I want to separate Jesus from the church. And it's hard because Jesus loved the church. I don't know if he would quite love these niggas' churches today. These niggas' churches is despicable. Fuck crappy-ass churches. But so I want to separate Jesus from the modern day church because I'm just mm. unimpressed. For sure. My favorite Jesus story is the story with him and the money changers. You ever you know that story? Nah. So <laughs> <laughs> is it like when uh, Tony Montana was buying dollar bills in the first scene of Scarface? Huh? Is it like how Tony Montana was buying dollar bills in the interrogation of the first scene of Scarface? I've never seen Scarface. Oh. It never in life. I don't even plan to see it. I seen New Jack City. So <laughs> hold up. But so the, the money changer story, right? So back in that time, um, you would obviously go to the church, right? And to praise God. Mm-hmm. And to praise him, you would kind of donate these gold shekels. Right. So whatever you did at that time, whether if you was a pie maker, you would trade in a pie or two pies for shekels. If you uh, was a carpenter, maybe you did some work for somebody for a shekel. But most of all of the stuff, you know, the, the currency at that time was to praise God. Mm. Right. That's the, the general idea. of it. And a group of men, right, that they called the money changers, saw people's desire to praise God. It was like, oh, man, this is the most important thing in their life. And so what they did was they start actually overcharging for the shekels. Mm. So they were overcharging you to praise God. So instead of maybe you getting, you know, you trading in one pie for two shekels, it became we need three pies for two shekels. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So Mm. Jesus saw them change. Deflation. Huh? It's like deflation. It's like deflation, right? Just... <laughs> right. So, so you're telling me that 2,000 years ago, there were a small concentration of Jewish people manipulating the currencies that we're talking I did not say Jewish people. I called the, this money changers. Now, well, they, they were, were Jewish people at yeah. the church, and, and this was but, pretty but, Christ, people, so. but I'm not gonna get into that because no. I, 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 I'm extremely pro Jewish. I'm I super pro Jewish. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, we tell the truth. Yeah. I ain't got time to kick ass to tell the truth. So Jesus sees what's going on, right? That all of this overcharging to praise God, and they're doing it at the actual temple. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, like, tell him, like, you know, y'all better get y'all ass up out of here. What the hell is going on? And obviously they're, they're not leaving. So Jesus gets a broom and starts chasing niggas with the broom, nigga, around the temple. I got you. You yeah. mean to tell me Jesus wasn't a lope? Like all that peace shit niggas talking about? Man, when he saw an injustice that had something to do with God, he got a broom and chased niggas around that motherfucker. That's my type of man, man. That's my type of nigga. I love the stories of Jesus. Jesus got some of the illest story, but that's my favorite Jesus story. Because I feel like everything is all to, to, 
to more to most church going folks it's always about you know turning the other cheek or letting things just be versus really defending God with a different vigor so I really yeah. appreciated that about Jesus that, that's I mean, my biggest issue with like specifically like the Christian interpretation of of the concept of religion in general is the fact that particularly in the Protestant faiths there it's like there's no consequences it's always like well nobody's perfect god forgives blah blah i can't judge me you know forgive and forget all this other crap i don't like that yeah the lack of discipline that's your thing the the lack of discipline i respect that if i was going to be religious I, i would probably be jewish I can't do the Muslim thing with the alcohol prohibition, but I, I could do Jewish. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate the discipline that comes with all of it. Um, And I think, right, Jesus had to drink wine. Mm-hmm. I wondered, like, I, I always ask myself, like, it's funny because we was on tour and like, I didn't, I didn't really realize Jesus drank wine. I know that sounds crazy, but I didn't really realize it. Mm-hmm. And I was on tour with E40 for like a hundred dates, right? It might have been like four months. And every day, Ump tried to convince me, cuz, to drink, right? So he started off trying to convince me to drink cognac. Yes. Right. Which is like wine. He was drinking. And by the end of the tour, he was trying to get me to drink wine. He's like, glasses, you never drank. I'm like, cuz. He's like, well, you got to drink with your uncle. Feel me? You know, it's nothing wrong. No, I got some wine right here. That's Carlo Rossi. You know, even Jesus drank wine. And I was like, nigga, Jesus didn't drink wine. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, big time. So I wonder, (laughs) now, don't take this shit personal, but I wonder when he started chasing everybody out of the temple, the changers, and flipping over their tables. Oh, was he fucked up? They called them thieves. Sometimes I always think to myself, Hitler as a Christian person, wonder, mm-hmm. like, when you be thinking about shit people be doing, you be like, what really be people's motivation? Yeah. But I, then I think about the wine and Jesus flipping over the table because he went hard. Like, he tripped out. And nobody ever tells his story. I thought about writing a movie about that particular story. Jesus tripping, like, tripping on the money changers. That would be a fire because, you know, that eventually led up to them crucifying and that was one of the initial mm. they, they always talk about is the fact that they felt he was walking around acting like God, but it really wasn't that. You know, it was really the fact he started fucking with the money. When he started fucking with that money, them shekels, nigga, shit had to happen. Same thing with Abraham Lincoln. When Abraham Lincoln, it was all good till he created till he printed them greenbacks, then niggas got to get knocked off. It's all good with Andrew Jackson till he start fucking with that money. Nigga get shot. Niggas been getting shot over this money and this financial system for a long motherfucking time, man. It's probably the only reason why Nixon didn't get shot. He took everybody off the gold standard, started giving money away for free. <laughs> he did some bullshit. Ain't nobody did nothing to him. You know, it's a whole gang named after us. The Watergate scandal. No, really? It's a gang, huh? Watergate Crip. And they pride themselves at being like the shadiest niggas like Nixon. 
It's like, that's really, I was like, bro, why do y'all call yourself Watergate Crips? Because we the shadiest nigga. That's like they hysterical. the craftiest niggas breathing. Shout out you to were, all my homies from Watergate, even the Santa Ana Watergate. What's up, niggas? You, so, um, ever, you ever watch Seinfeld at all? No, never. There was an episode in which Kramer and George got strong-armed by a local street gang called the Van Buren Boys, and they called themselves the Van Buren Boys because they were as ruthless as President Van Buren himself. That was their motto. I like that. That's fire. So, yeah, that's my favorite Jesus story. I love that story about Jesus, man. That that story is fire. Um. Sometimes I always think I have a genuine feeling, right? And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Really great. I call the meeting in Nicaea, right? Mm -hmm. The council that came together that convened for Christianity. I always call it the greatest marketing meeting ever, right? Because they decided how Jesus Christ would be marketed. I don't want to use that word because maybe it comes across a bit fucked up, but it's true. Like how, how the story of Jesus Christ would be told, right? So from how they pick the books in the Bible, what specific books, um, you know, and, and it was a, it was was like post editing. Yeah. And, and I would like to believe they never mess with the words. They just use the books that fit exactly the marketing plan that Mm. they were doing. So, but something about my spirit really believes that there's so much more to Jesus that they didn't want us to have because I get it. People need their deities. I used to be so upset when I first realized this, when I was like 19, when I learned about the council of Nicaea and how, you know, that whole thing happened to create Christianity. Like I kind of felt manipulated, but today I feel like, um, I understand. It's how people need to see their deities. It's yeah. how people need to worship people. You know what I'm it's, saying? Like, if they just told the story of Jesus, like a solid ass nigga who had a kid, you know what I mean? And was with this little, this ex-prostitute, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it was, I don't think they would have saw, I don't, I think they understood the average human mind would have saw that, um, People could log off. They didn't have to stay logged on. But if you paint a picture of somebody who lives life, a life that nobody could really live. Yeah. It's like, like it's like with Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny when I talk to people, like, right? Because we'll be talking about Tupac must die. And I'll see a fan tweet me like, like, you know, you would have never said that shit if Tupac was alive. As if Glasses Malone would have been scared of Tupac. Like, I'm six foot three, like, with real hands. Pac was, like, five, six. Like, 140 soaking wet. Like, But he was gangster Why would I be fuck, scared? And of you're just telling, a, a regular-ass guy. Yeah, like, why would I be scared of telling the truth, a true story about a man? Like, I could see, yeah. even, even with his size disadvantage, I wouldn't have disrespected him. I wouldn't, like, 
walk up to the man and call him out his name. But like in their mind, they believe I would have been feared. But again, it's how people need to see their deities. They need to see them above reproach. Yeah, for sure. It's like like they, they make the little reference in passing in Apocalypse Now, the duality of man. And there's an inherent weakness in man that yields maybe not simultaneous, but chronological hypocrisy if you piece it all together. There's no duality of God. There's no duality of righteousness. It's a it's an immobile standard, you know. So for for people, I think that that's that's almost kind of like my my biggest issue with a lot of at least maybe it's a it's an American thing, I don't know, but like a lot of Christians, at least in this country, are like, Yeah, the book says do this, but it also says God forgives, so fuck the other 400 pages kind of thing. And I'm like, eh. But if the book was written in such a way where it was like, it says do this. It says Jesus is the son of God. He didn't even do that. He forgives people for their, his shortcomings. And like, it would just be, it'd be Aesop's fables for adults. Yeah, I get it. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what do you actually, I know you're atheist, right? What do you actually know about Jesus? It's been a long time since, like, I've forgotten more, what, more than I know now. Tell me you remember about Jesus. Um, in a nutshell, like, son of God who was, you know, prodigal as far as his understanding of, you know, the, the word and, and, and religion is at a young age, who was able to galvanize a lot of people. And he, you know, per the stories, performed miraculous type feats often and attempted to kind of restructure the way the people of the time perceived religion and God as himself. I almost view religion as like karate. It's just like a discipline. It's a way of life. Mm -hmm. He was kind of like Bruce Lee. And, And even... I think also when they tell the stories of the miracles, right? I always have this thought, like, right? It's like I'm not saying Jesus couldn't have been a magician. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't a magician. What I'm saying is somebody could tell a story, and because the story is 2,000 year old, 2,000, 2,000 years old, right? they don't have to tell the whole story. They could tell part of the story, right? Like when they talk about Jesus feeding all of these people with so many fish. And I was thinking to myself, what if it was tuna and he made tuna salad? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not to say he couldn't have, I'm not saying he didn't pass his hand cause over, you know, and this be enough. I'm just saying context could be missing out. That's why I appreciate the stories because I think for certain people, right, they are what they need to be. But I think sometimes other human beings manipulate the stories. Of course. I think everybody manipulates the stories in their own mind. You said they are what, you know, to each human being what they need to be. I guess brilliantly put. Some people manipulate them outwardly. Everybody manipulates them inwardly. Um, what's the thing you don't not Christianity right I understand with Christianity you yeah. know the fact of the, it lacks discipline they, they're allowed to to not even practice discipline um, mm. what do you feel you 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 um what do you dislike the most about Jesus' story that you can remember? Um, the perception that, he, that he's a socialist. That I don't like. 
Oh, good. What's wrong with socialism, P? It, it, it's an optical illusion. It's like, you know, when you go into the, um, the haunted house ride in Disneyland and you stand there in that first, that first room and you look up and you think, wow, they're raising the ceiling when they're really just lowering the floor. Yeah. Socialism does the opposite. They, they make you think that they're raising the floor when they're really just lowering the ceiling. Well, socialism, right, is the sense of society caring for itself, right, in, in the simple terms, right? Before we start touching it and... It's not society caring for itself. It's the productive people in society caring for the unproductive people in society. Yeah, but you don't... And even in Jesus's story, you like you make the unproductive. How could somebody in society be unproductive? Like the thing is, maybe you profit more by keeping them or by or by keeping them employed or productive for whatever your venture is. I, I don't think anybody in society has to be unproductive. I think well, it's like the Pareto distribution. You know? where a square root of the people produce 50% of the yield and a square root of those people produce 50% of that yield. And that's true in almost everything that you could point to. I mean, you've seen that happen over history, just in simple, you know, agrarianism, you know, but I would like to believe there were towns where everybody can do something and then they swap those things, right, for things that they didn't have. You'd like to believe that. that has I, to be I, I, I'd like to believe that all women want to sleep with me, but it doesn't make it true. Just so because I'd just like to genuinely believe. believe some people just are worth nothing. It's not that some people are worth nothing. It's that, a, that. it's that a small amount of people are worth so much more than most people. And I don't think, I don't. Think, I don't who is really worth more than other people? What's what's worth more, see, a teacher or a doctor? See, that's the thing. You, I'm talking about productivity, and you're talking about humanity. No, no, and no. People no. are equal in humanity. Even, even in a sense of productivity, right? Let's say, let's say you are a shoemaker, mm-hmm. right? And you make shoes. Let's say in one week you can make four pair of shoes. Yeah. Right. Let's say me, right? I'm an I'm a um an anchor maker for ships. Right? It takes me one month to make an anchor. Mm-hmm. So in that one month, I made one anchor, and that one month you made somewhere between 16 and 20 shoes. Who's more productive? See, that's where you're, I believe you're looking at it wrong. The okay. issue is there's a lot of people that make shoes and a lot of people that make anchors. And some people make so many shoes. And some people make so many more anchors per their, you know, comparable lifespan of time that, that, you know, that what they generate from their contribution to society is so much greater than the other person in a like field or like task that then socialism makes the guy who makes four shoes a month get earnings of 20 shoes a month because some guy over there makes 150 shoes a month because he's either innovated or worked harder. I think that's a capitalist way to see it 
so that one person is not making 20 pairs of shoes. He has to yeah, underpay. Yeah. No, no, no. Like he's not. If you if you there's analyze no, there's it no from one the one person that's ultimately more productive, you have to use other people to be ridiculously productive. Look at the best example of this of all time. Well, there's a couple, but the, the most easy to spot examples of all time is uh, the Ukrainian wheat and grain in, uh, industry. Mm-hmm. You had the same collection of population making the same thing for a long, long time. And you, some people over time innovate or it's more important for them to work an extra three hours a day. So at, over time, farm A starts to produce a yield that is so much better than farm B that it makes more sense for farm B to give their farm to farm A and go contribute some way to farm to, to the new farm A, so to speak. And then like when you saw Stalin take over the Ukraine and it came out of the Soviet Union, they said, oh, this is unfair. All these people, you know, the, these small industry leader types own all the shit and everybody else has so much less. Well, we're going to decapitate those people and we're going to break it all up and give everybody else their own equal 10 acres and it'll go on as normal. It didn't. Everybody starved to death because all those people were so much less productive than the, than the other people. Yeah, but but again, it's, it, production is related into education and information. Like no human being is born greater than other human beings. No, not not in humanity. Not huh? in humanity. Not in humanity. But people I mean, are even, born into with greater intelligence. Even even in even outside of humanity, you have to. The only way to be more productive is to manipulate other human beings to be a part of your productivity. You don't have to manipulate them. You can compensate them. You you can never compensate them because other than that, it wouldn't you wouldn't actually be making the profit we're talking about. That means everybody still would be working equally. Well, all right. If if you're more driven, motivated, and innovative, then your efficiency model is going to be greater than the person next to you who isn't. Well, and some. Well, I agree with that, right? But it still would be one person. Like but, even if, like, let's say if we both make shoes, let's say you're driven to make more shoes, right? So you're saying, I'm not going to sleep eight hours, right? Because mm-hmm. I want to make more shoes. Whatever you're driven by is probably something foolish and actually unnecessary. But there's also the learning curve aspect of it, where for every time that I double the amount of shoes that I sell, the cost of production for a shoe goes down between 20 and 30 percent that's universal but that's the point and and that's why i think you are right about me in the sense that i'm i am a humanitarian it doesn't make sense for you to need too much in excess it literally can do nothing but take away from everybody else there's not enough for everybody listen there's only so much right unless we're in america where where inflation is getting out of control because they have too much fucking money around this motherfucker but there could only be Right. So much. Right. So if you're pushing yourself to have more than other people, it's not really related to your productivity. It's your desire. For something greater. But a rising tide lifts all ships. So if it wasn't for those types of things, what surplus does surplus allows thought. So people are, are efficient enough to create surplus, then that's what breeds bartering. If everybody had just barely enough of their own thing to not die, you couldn't afford to barter anything. 
and we'd all be living like aboriginals 5,000 years totally ago. Agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. But again, right, surplus versus excess. We're talking about things in excess. We're talking about capitalism at its finest point, right? The same thing Jesus would be mad about is you're taking advantage of people for a dire need to have excess. Almost like gluttony. Excess is a subjective term. And no, no, it's not. It's not. It is. If you have a wife and two kids, you don't actually need more than three bedrooms. If you have six, it's excess. But that's consumption. But you're talking about, but you're trying to apply consumption to production. No, no. I'm, 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 so just back up to where we started from, right? Where you were just saying that. You're saying I'm speaking specifically about. I lost my goddamn train of thought. God damn it, Pete. The point I'm saying is there is never a need for one human being to have excess. We just live in a society that makes people feel better because they have more than other people. There's never really a need for people to have excess. And people in this country and most capitalistic countries have entirely too much of everything for people in this country to not have anything. But in a capitalist environment, it's transactional. So the more you have is reflective of how much you're able to provide other people because transactionally you're getting something for, for what you have. Again, but that's where it could actually start. The line can be blurred, right? At the end of the day, you still are having a dire need to have excess. Like let's say if you Amazon, Amazon could pay everybody that works there a lot more. All it would take is for the person who created the idea to decide his profit share is not as important as making sure all human beings can make a great living. Yeah, but what Amazon does, I mean, look at Amazon's R&D, which makes, okay, so you might make less, you know, you might not make, say, as much money as what you think you could be getting paid over there. And like now we're at an interesting point because now like inflation is really a thing yeah. like for real Obviously. in the in the previous like say starting two years ago to 22 years ago inflation wasn't really a big deal because it was offset by the aggregate lowering of prices of goods and the time price economics principle sure, is a great we, example we just going through that it's, it's like yeah how america sells itself out so we need to buy chinese products Cause ain't nobody got no money. So if you want them to keep spending money, you need to have cheaper products. So you have cheaper quality. Yeah. Even if we didn't do that with Chinese products, it would still have, it wouldn't happen as aggressively, but it would still be happening. You know, only because people's dire need to make excessive profit. If my need to make excessive profit means everything that you purchase in your lifetime is half price. Is that terrible for you? Yes, because you're actually literally only allowing me to make enough to afford half price. What's the difference? It's like it's, a it's difference. like if you it's a it's a difference in the sense that you are fucking greedy. You fucking pig. It's the reason uh, again, you should have twenty bedrooms and one child. Sure, but like, for, let's say from the other guy's standpoint, there's no other guy stand. There, there's no there other, other guy's standpoint. standpoint. There's no because, reason. There's no reason for somebody with no kids to have 20 bedrooms. Yeah, but look at the other guy. Like, 
say for me, no, the, the, the first guy. Sure. Okay. The, if, if I'm Joe employee, right. And I live in Los Angeles and I get $20 an hour and that's $30,000 a year, whatever the hell I'm fucking hating. I'm hating it. You know, for me to be hating it as badly in LA in Memphis or Houston, I only need nineteen, twenty thousand dollars a year to be in that same position. So it's all relative. No, because the you're not dollars to go to Memphis and get the same pay rate. Yeah, but everything costs less. And you're going to have just enough. Just like you have just enough in California because of greedy people, because of money changers. Because of people who literally decide that their goal is to have entirely too much at the expense of people having not enough. Nobody should live in a sense to where they're check to check, where they can't save enough money to put their kids through school to change their stars. That was the whole point of America. Right. But if 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 you can come to the temple, right, if 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 the money changers can come to the temple and they understand the value people have, right, of, let's say, making an earnest living, at that time, just of praising God, right, mm. because they believe that went into them making an earnest living. And they say, okay, to do this, we're going to charge you more because of your desire. Like, they they prey off people's... Um, That 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 concern to, to to get stability, you know what I mean? Like they know people don't want to. They know people see life and the way we live it, me and you, as a gamble. So they say, "I'll give you something stable, but in exchange, right, you're going to just have enough." There's just no reason for that. That's but why that's- historically, since that time, even in that story specifically, he could have said, "Hey, you know what, man? Three pies is worth praising God. It's, it's God." But he knew that people were taking advantage of the rest of the of society. Like we watch it happen every day. So I, I love the concept of socialism right now. What have people done with it is probably going to be a different conversation. You know, what I mean, that's a different conversation. But the simple concept of it, just the words themselves, where society cares for each other, if you. It's like what Jesus did. You go around to help society, right? Get their lives on track to have people stop looking down at each other, right? To have people help each other. That's not what's happening in our society because we are not a socialist or a society based. You know, this is not, it's all totally about capitalizing. Yeah. We're by far the most mean? charitable society in the history of man. Said who? Now we're the most charitable society in the history of man. Yeah, but who the fuck cares? You don't. You only need charity because people are fucking poor. Those pe- people, the overall majority of people, statistically, are going to be poor because only they because only because a certain percentage want to be wealthy. Okay, when in human history, of the arc of human history, was everybody rich? It's not rich. But okay, I, I when, when in the arc of human history was everybody poor the whole time? Again, poor is subjective. If we all have the same, 
None of us are poor. Yeah, but it's the again, it that goes back to the person who is motivated enough to make it everything the more plentiful for everybody else. Because otherwise, no one doing it, it for everybody else. The of course they are because they need to get no, something no, for everybody no. else to consume. It. Question, the motivation in question is always gonna be from a fucked up place. If I start if I stockpile like a million and a half pounds of duck feathers over the next 10 years. First off, you could not possibly stockpile a million and a half pounds of duck feathers. Watch you me. had to manipulate somebody, right? And to Wait. talk them into a situation to where you have them working for less than a worthy wage for you to have a surplus of duck feathers. If you no actually way. paid them a reasonable wage to stockpile those duck feathers, this is a different conversation. I could do that easily. I would just go to a Chinese duck butcher and just take all the feathers. They're throwing them out. No, that's not. Because then you would have to do all of the work. Like that's most fine. people that are wealthy are using other human beings at under value. Most people who are wealthy start off doing the shit themselves. And mm -hmm. then it gets so efficient that it makes sense for somebody else to stop doing what they're doing and go contribute to that thing because they go, wow. A one percent of your thing is worth way the fuck more than one hundred percent of my shitty fucking thing. Not, not really true though. That's absolutely not, true. Not, not that, that, that. So to some degree, right? Let's say if you're building a software application and Mark Zuckerberg is like, "Yo, I got Facebook cracking." It's two thousand seven, and Mark Zuckerberg call you. That don't mean Mark Zuckerberg should not fucking pay you a reasonable fucking wage. There's no Mark, reason for Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg paying you this, more than you were getting no paid reason. before. I don't know how. That's why you went Mark, there. I don't know how Mark Zuckerberg lives with himself, having billions pays, of fucking dollars. He pays his people a lot of money, man. Those people right, get but fucking paid. Again, fuck his fucking people. How the fuck do you have billions of dollars and there are people homeless? Like, how do you find a space in your mind, right? Mark Zuckerberg just last year gave $450 million to getting Joe Biden elected for president. All he got to do is walk down the fucking street. He, he gave $450 million to voter manipulation to get Joe Biden elected. Are you saying you're not I'm grateful for Mark Zuckerberg? Because Trump was on a fucking ass. <laughs> like a cheap man. You should be down on your knees thanking Mark Zuckerberg for giving away all that money that he had, that he was kind enough to give away so that we could all have inflation. That and now we have money. the idea of more money. Actually, it was pocket change. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Another motherfucker in the... I ain't finna get to this shit. The point I'm saying, Pete, is I hate that sometimes we get into this conversation only because, like, I know you don't mean harm. Like, I get it. But you don't know who falls to the bottom of this shit every time in this country historically or in the world historically. If there is going to be one motherfucker that's going to get screwed <laughs> just because another motherfucker wanted some fucking too much money, it don't even be worth it. Who the fuck needs more than one million dollars a year? Who? 
What the fuck do you need more than one million? If you if make Bill Gates only made a million dollars a year, yeah, huh? If Bill Gates only made a million dollars a year, he couldn't afford to force vaccinate all those African people against their will for the COVID vaccine. Exactly. Now, just imagine what if it was actually something more valuable than the COVID vaccine exactly. that he was forcing on those people, like a malaria vaccine. Exactly. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So again, man, and it's funny because we look right back around. That's why my favorite story is always going to be Jesus and the money changers. That is what made me a true fanatic of Jesus Christ. Mm. He was my type of nigga when I read that. All the other stories was cool. The water. I never cared about the parlor tricks. 
never cared about the Houdini shit. I don't care about the water, the wine. Like you could be better than me just because you chase the money changers. I don't, you don't have to have a magic twinkle touch to turn water into wine. All you got to do is show me your heart big enough to stand for some shit that ain't right. Even when it's going to cause you to die. The same reason I fell in love with the stories of Jesus Christ is the same reason I fell in love with the stories of Martin Luther King. Knowing you're going to die and still standing for righteousness, even Tupac, you know? So it's just weird, Pete. It's, it's even Christmas, like preparing for Christmas, you know, tomorrow is different because we're in such a fucked up time. And you looking at what's going on in LA, like you, you, you give <laughs> entirely too much money, right? You, you give them all this EDD money, right? Mm. And they and it's people who was able to pay their bills, right? Who who've been struggling, you know, through oppression and lack of opportunity, and they could pay their bills. I'm not even gonna get into the people who actually hit a lick. Let's just talk about the average motherfucker that could pay their bills, right? They could pay their bills. They baby mama didn't look at them. They'd have to go to their baby mama for rent. They didn't have to do nothing. All they had to do was get the check and pay their bills. And what did America do? They said, you know what? It's too much money out here. Let's allow inflation to happen. So everybody's raising the prices of the goods. Right? And that's fine because everybody can afford them. Where did you think the money was going to come from? Where do you think the $10 trillion was going to appear from? It's not not the money. It's not where the money is going to come from. Right? It's, It's... it's, it's easy to say that, but you have to care for your society in the middle of a pandemic. Right? You have to care. Right? But the point I'm saying is, right, you, you allow them to pay their bills. Right? You raise the prices. Then you take the money away. Right? You take the money away. And then the, the shit is still high. That's why niggas is out here losing their mind. Niggas is risking their lives, their future, their freedom. Kids is out here smashing shit up. Bro, they are going crazy like Jesus did with the money changers. They ain't crazy. Even if their brain is not processing, you know, intellectually, their spirit know something is wrong, and here they go to rebel. The belief is that it's just a bunch of criminals taking advantage. Then why wasn't this bad at first? The same people was here. Your soul will start telling you when some shit ain't right. And guess what? Then you start to rebel however you so rebel. Because got used to getting a bunch of free money. And then they stopped giving out free money. Like, I like free money. I'm going to get some more free money. Again, and there's part again, of this place again. all over the country that have more job availabilities than people will, will show up to work to build. Don't, don't do the job availability. Can't nobody it's a fact, though. Can't nobody pay no motherfucking rent in California with no job availability. That's why you fucking leave California. Pete, you, no. If you're sitting in California being broke, you're an idiot, period. No, then fucking leave. It's not that Pete, fucking hard. That, again, again, what you're saying that, right, is you're making it okay for the gentrification that's happening to happen. You're it saying, needs okay, to happen. That's not, not a bad okay. thing. Yes, no, it we is. need to burn down all these motherfucking people's houses. Because you are literally forcing nobody burning down nobody's house way. It's nobody burning down anybody's house. You what's going to happen, Pete, is people are going to start killing people. 
You can't just do anything to people. Even if they don't know oh, what you're doing, Pete. Only like California and New York bitch about this shit. Other people in other cities, like for like like my guys from West Side and Phoenix are like, man, you know, Phoenix really looks out for people, man. They they busted all up a south a south side of Phoenix, move everybody out to Avondale. It's way the fuck nicer over there. Only in LA do people bitch about that shit. Where everything costs a fortune and in the Bay Area too. The same with those idiots up there. I mean, they're fucking up West Oakland. You were just bitching about how shitty West Oakland was for the past 30 fucking years. Now you're moving out to Antioch where it's new and you're and you're mad. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Pete, don't nobody give a fuck if something is new. You taking the one thing that they had from them that they can remember to force them to another place where they still gonna be the same nigga, the same fucked up ass skin, the same fucked up ass problems. Oakland wasn't always fucked up. It didn't start off fucked up. Neither did L.A. It didn't start off fucked up. They allowed it to get fucked up because who was there. So it ain't like Antioch is not going to become fucking Oakland. That's the problem, Pete. All we doing is recycling. This. We, we recycling the same. That cycle finna happen again. They not moving to Antioch and it's going to stay new and they're going to create more opportunities to have motherfuckers work livable wages. They're going to turn that shit into Oakland. Yeah, because it, it's like the, the first conversation I had with you and Malcolm at the time we met. When, when, when the, like my ex's mom, when she, the jungles was, was nice when they were built. And you were like, why the jungle suck? It's y'all. It's, that's, that's not my words. That's Glasses Malone's words. You know who fucks with jungles? Y'all pointing right in Malcolm's face. That, that's, that's, a, that's a joke, though. That's not real. The reason people are the way they are because you are disenfranchised, like you literally are taking everything from them, right? Now, I'm not saying it's with intentions just to be an asshole. I mean, even Satan, when he had the conversation, feel me, with Adam and Eve, the serpent, you know what I mean? There is some truth to his fucking story, right? So very much the reason the factories are not in the community, right? There's a reason that's satisfactory as well as the fact you being an asshole. The reason they took welding and all these trade programs out of high school, right? It's going to be a positive reason as well as you being an asshole and understand who is it going to hurt. So again, it's not, they didn't make the jungles fucked up. The jungles would have been just fine if there's opportunity. The same opportunities existed, feel me, when the jungles was built. The same opportunities that existed I mean, in Compton with all those factories, just like in Watts on the Jordan Downs before brothers came there. It wasn't like that before because them people had the opportunity to make a living. Because those sectors don't grow at a pace of population and socialism in the form of private sector unions, in this case, drove prices up so much that it, that it caused people to leave. No, Pete, Pete, that's 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 actually Part of the truth, and the other part is niggas moving in. That's, That's not. Look at other case studies. It's it's a it's part, but it's not exclusive. But the the problem is that part. That part is still like slavery wasn't just like oh that, I hate black people. Slavery was those... like I just hate black people. Let me just take advantage of niggas. It was like these are niggas for sale. Then these the motherfuckers we buying. It wasn't just, oh, we hate niggas. We're going to buy them. Like, we have an open selection of motherfuckers we could buy. We could get these Irish, Italian, Russian, 
you know, it wasn't a fucking huge market for motherfuckers for sale. So again, it wasn't, it's never always just malice intention. It's not always, but the problem is the bit of malice intention that's there. And it's always going to be severe and it's always going to end up on us every time, Pete. Look, I'm with you. Uh, you sound like Sherry, the homegirl Sherry. Yeah. Sherry agree with you. She like, oh, California is too crazy. Feel me? Then the community is going up. People need to move. Let's, well, guess what? We'll look they at move to another study. poor community. Look at another, like, look, there's, there's different, like, case study examples that are a little clearer. Like, for example, uh, a, a pretty good one is Michigan, right? Michigan had a bunch of black people from the South move up there and work a bunch of factory jobs. It was good for about a generation and a half. And the, the, the golden goose left. The golden goose went to an, other countries. You know why? No, it wasn't because black people were working in the factory. No, no, you know why? Because the wages were $80 an hour cost to the manufacturer. That's why. Because they fucking greedy. That's who's all. greedy? It, who's greedy? Huh? The, who's greedy? The union wanting... $80 an hour? No, no, because or, you could afford to pay. You could no, they couldn't. No, 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 no,
we're not being it's disingenuous to act like the but goal people is not walking away with that much in cash. People are, are being assessed that amount of money in equity value, which is like doesn't even exist. You can't spend equity value. The cash flow isn't isn't that number. And that and the percentage, it's like saying if all the like Bernie said, if all the millionaires and billionaires would pay their fair share, then we could afford blah. It's like, well, the blah he's talking about is worth more than all those people combined anyway. So the deltas don't match. Well, that's probably not true. I just I think if 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 people did pay 40 percent of whatever their income was. Yes, that would be a substantial amount of money for the country. Do I think the government would do the right thing with the fucking money? No. So I am not with Bernie on telling them I'm with the wealthy people of, look, I would rather you give it to somebody else yourself. That's what makes socialism what I like about it. It's about human beings doing right by other human beings. Um, I don't think what Bernie is doing, Bernie paints himself as a socialist, but again, if, if you're a part of the government or if you're desires to be a part of the government, you know what I mean? Then it, I think it we're is having, very much communism. I, I think we're having a, a crisis of definition between socialism and collectivism as a as, 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 as a sure, cause but, of thought. But, again, but I also think socialism has been manipulated over the years from its original meaning to where you got a motherfucker like Bernie Sanders participating in government and standing over people talking about you need to pay, which makes you a fucking communist. If you tell another motherfucker what they make, and I'm not for that. I'm not. Shout out to my nigga Killer Mike and them. But you I'm just not were for saying, that. but 30 seconds ago, those people need to make all that kind of money. If they made less, then you could do this. That's, and then you say the you're government not. should. The government shouldn't be saying that to them. Glasses Malone should be telling Tyrese about what needs to happen in our community, not the motherfucking government. Shut your bitch ass up. You exploiting people too. Bernie, sit your ass down. I hear you. I think where the rub happens is that people who have the sentiment that you have are looking for an advocate, and the no. only person walking around no. saying, I'm Hitler an advocate, did. is the government. That's fucking hmm? Hitler. No, that's Hitler. No, I'm not saying Bernie or no other motherfucker in the government should be telling motherfuckers to do with their money. Yeah, no, I'm saying like okay. you saying that independently is you. Versus like when Joe Blow might feel the same way as you, Joe Blow doesn't doesn't have the self-starter mentality to go actually do that. But some guy walks down the street with a tie and a suit on saying, vote for me. I'm going to do exactly what you're thinking. Oh, and they and they and they try to outsource no, the idea. I'm to not that with guy. that shit at all. I'm going to say that's how it happens. I'm saying that's, that's that, how it that's happens. That's fake socialism. That's communism. That's communism disguise. That nigga ain't part of Socialism and communism are the same thing. Collectivism is not a structural apparatus. It's just kind of an idea. But socialism, well, I don't mind the structure of us forming something in the community with each other and saying, hey, we should all be responsible for each other. Um, Communism, right, the root of that word is community, but I don't know what the fuck kind of community they talking about. I need to kind of get more into society versus community just so I can have closer to the root words of what we're talking about. But I will. But again, it goes back to, see, Jesus had to be a socialist. He had to be, but not like the Bernie Sanders type. That's that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, he had to be a real socialist, like somebody who said, you know what? 
praising God was fair valued initially. Why the fuck are you being greedy? If you get y'all ass, get y'all greedy, thieving, call them thieves, get your greedy, thieving asses from out the spot, from out pop spot. Told them, get your greedy, thieving asses from out of pop spot. Feel me? That's why mm-hmm. we celebrating a nigga birthday tomorrow. Because that nigga was a live ass nigga. That's all I'm saying, Pete. Why can't we be more like Jesus in that regard? There's nothing to, to stop that except for maybe a little bit to some degree, the confines of the realities of human behavior. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.